M. Rossiano and Michael Lucas. It was like viewing another species on another planet. This is M. Salation. I don't blame them if they don't feel safe. We're crossing lines. We are not. It's all we've got in lockdown. I am becoming you. It's like you possessed me. <laughs> I want to implement a safe word for my family. And I'll just shout at them, banana, banana. You're in M. Salation. Tick, 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 tick. Tick my box. Hello, my darlings. Um... I don't know what to say to you. It's this. <laughs> I've just, <laughs> I've just finished watching a movie um, called Three Hundred and Sixty Five Dini. It's like Three Hundred and Sixty Five Days, and it is a Polish Italian film that has just dropped on Netflix. Um, and this whole podcast got derailed by it. I'm so sorry. So basically, the next twenty seven eight odd minutes is just Michael Lucas and I dissecting the movie. <laughs> Because I am equal parts like turned on by it, horrified. You know, when you watch a movie, it's just one of those movies where you're like, what did I? But you're oddly aroused, but also know that that's problematic. So, yeah, today it's just silly. Um, (laughs) And I know a lot of you are listening for the first time. Um, The wonderful Constance Hall who obviously has a bajillion followers online, Um, she recommended the podcast on her Instagram yesterday and I was so, so lovely because it's not often that happens to me. Uh, Someone of massive profile recommends something I do. Do you think people don't want to be aligned with me? (laughs) Do you think that's why? (laughs) I don't know. But it's always you wonderful people out there telling other people about me and that's so awesome and helpful. But she has like a million followers (laughs) So um, welcome if this is your first experience of Emsolation. If you go back and listen to other episodes, it's very credible. We talk about important things. We have great guests. And normally on a Thursday, I have a comedian pal of mine talk about what they've been up to. But I'll be honest with you guys, I forgot to ask someone. I've been really busy watching this movie. <laughs> so what you're going to hear next is just Michael and I cackling like two middle-aged golden girls about a drone sex scene involving a yacht, there's kidnapping, there's Italian billionaires, just enjoy it and then obviously you're going to have to go and watch this film. Make sure you're watching it like maybe with a glass of red in hand by yourself, maybe make sure no one else is around, make sure no children are around, maybe don't watch it with your husband. I feel like I feel like this is a me time movie, do you know what I'm talking about? I feel like this is just, it, it's normal people but without a story. No, it's not nothing like that. But I have to say the main guy, Michele Marone, that's the actor's name, he's Massimo Torricelli in the movie. He, oh my God, I've now gone down a whole spiral with him. He's a singer. I'm following him on Instagram. I've posted him on my Instagram. You would have seen him. He's like hard-bodied, sweaty, hairy Italian man. And he is everything but also quite evil but also delicious. All right, that's enough for me. That is two minutes, nearly three minutes of me pre-warning you of what's about to come. Thank you for listening. As always, the Emsolation merch, the samples landed. I'm kind of having to rework a couple of things, but you'll be able to get some merch within the next month, I'm thinking. It's very exciting. And also, make sure you're following Emsolation Podcast on Instagram. And if you'd like to become a patron of this podcast, if you'd like to financially support us, it'll only cost you five bucks a month. Think about all the podcasts you're getting. And that enables me to have a budget to pay my guests, to pay for the merch, all those things. Go to mrussiano.com forward slash listen if you'd like to become a super fan of this podcast and get first access to the merch. All right, enough from me. Um, I'll bring in Michael. You have been warned. It is Giggle Fest 2020. M. Rossiano and Michael Lucas. 
This is Emsolation. Are you lost with the girl? It's so hard to pick the the best part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, are you lost, baby girl? He says that a lot. I think you just need to play that a few times. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. Are you lost, baby girl? Are you lost, baby girl? Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Calm down. I can't. Just, there's so much. I'm so overwhelmed by <laughs> We're just going to start. Hi, guys. Um, Obviously, Michael's here. We can't control our laughter and I've just lost my mind because I got up early this morning after the baby headbutt me at 5 o'clock and I couldn't get back to sleep. So um, Michael had texted me. Hello, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Em. Happy to have been of service. <laughs> Michael texted me last night. He's like, do you want to talk about that weird sex film on Netflix? And I was like, What? So I got up this morning and I literally Googled weird sex film Netflix. And <laughs> I'm so glad that it came up. Well done, Google. It came up like first thing. And we're referring to the movie 365 Dinny or 365 Days. And basically it is this <laughs> Massimo, Sicilian mafia boss, Massimo Torricelli, uh, kidnaps luxury hotel sales director Laura Beale and holds her hostage at his luxury Sicilian mansion. <laughs> It's kind of, it's like a full-on castle, it looks like. There's a turret and yeah. stuff like that. And gives her one year to fall in love with him. And, <laughs> and if she doesn't, she's free to go. And if she does, great. Um, <laughs> and basically he became obsessed with her when he nearly died and her face flashed before his eyes and he saw that face every day and that's what made him want to live and he had her portraits painted and they're all hanging around the castle but he didn't know if she was real or if she existed and he in fact even entered into other relationships and told the girls I'm sorry see this woman on the wall this fantasy woman she's the one I'm going to be with you're just the placeholder but I didn't understand in that open the opening is his father gets assassinated right in front of him and he's seen this Laura woman immediately before but was she there I don't know apparently she was kind of from what I can gather frolicking on the beach but that scene does give way to some of the greatest dialogue of the show beautiful women are heaven for the eyes hell for the soul purgatory for the wallet <laughs> True, true, true. Oh, my God. So I just want to, I guess I have so much to say and I'm just bursting from all of the stimulus that I've taken in. <laughs> so I just want to preface this all with the whole concept is problematic, obviously. Terrible. <laughs> it's absolutely terrible. Kidnapping someone. What? Oh Stockholm Syndrome leading to love. It's yeah, just. Yeah. Everything, I, I need everyone to know, wrong. And if there's any men out there thinking this is what women want, no. I mean, Unless you look like Massimo and, like, even then. <laughs> we just have to do a blanket. Not only yeah. is this probably one of the worst films you can find on Netflix, and that's yeah. saying something, yeah. we also yeah. know it is so morally, morally objectionable. It's abhorrent. It's not yeah. okay, okay? And I also feel like if if you looked like Massimo, this guy, this Michele Marone, this actor who I'm obsessed with, he's, <laughs> he's like, so obsessed you just keeps <laughs> living into this florid accent every time you say his name. I love him so much. I've just been watching YouTube after YouTube. He's a singer. He sings this hot, the title track to the film he's like 
Although I thought he was 45, but sure, 29. And no, he doesn't yeah, look 45. He does. Me. He looks quite old. He does. I think he looks older than 29. Anyway. It's that's all the working out. He works out a lot. So much working out. Oh, yes. But I just think I feel like <laughs> if Massimo had have politely approached Laura and said, hey, mate, do you want to go on a date? She probably would have ditched the meathead, bald, awful <laughs> boyfriend she was with and just voluntarily gone. I just feel like Massimo went from zero to kidnap very quickly. Yeah, I mean? It was unclear why that had to be his strategy going forward. <laughs> like, I just like give her a chance to just say yes and maybe go on a nice date. I just don't understand. Where's your confidence, mate? Do you have that little confidence in yourself? You're the head of a mafia family. There are scenes that suggest he does have some confidence in himself. <laughs> are you talking about on the private jet? Oh, there's a plethora he, 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 in many different settings. But, I mean, I don't wish to think that Massimo's all bad because he does torture and kill someone in the other part of his mansion who's trafficking children. So I don't, I don't wish to think. He's an avenging angel. <laughs> here's what I think right so the first sex scene takes place with her vibrator which is a real letdown (laughs) so she gets home from this terrible board meeting where someone actually says to her you'll need balls to do this job and then she's like yeah well I've booked the hotel out bitch come at me I've got big balls and then she goes home and she wants to like hook up with her big beefy meathead horrible boyfriend and he's like no 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 oh by the way she also has a heart problem that's important she faints (laughs) a lot (laughs) (laughs) the vibrator no that's an essential part of the storytelling because it's got to establish that she's not satisfied and they do it vividly but i I just feel like anyone who's ever used a vibrator i'm sure many of our listeners have that's not how it goes the way (laughs) we're not in sexy bras we're not like writhing on the bed in silk sheets with our beautifully pointed perfectly shaved legs Especially not in lockdown. That is not. That is an unrealistic portrayal of woman v vibrator. I just want to put that straight out there. Well, you just shattered my impression of what you were doing in lockdown. And then, so then we like we go through the kidnapping, and I do appreciate the shopping montage. So while she's being kidnapped and she's still really angry, she's not too angry that him and his beefy bodyguards go on a shopping spree and we get a change room montage, which I'm all for. I love it. She looks amazing, doesn't need the to wear film, a bra. It just as a whole is dedicated to montages. Like the oh. pop music kicks in. Can we talk about the multiple Eurovision power pop ballads that happen every three, <laughs> three minutes? <laughs> so good. This is basically like the whole thing is <laughs> Fifty Shades of Grey, the Eurovision performance. Oh. That's how I would describe it. It's like someone crawled to the outer, darkest crevices of my psyche and fantasy realm. And, and extracted this monstrosity. <laughs> Guys, there's a scene where, okay, I'm sorry. So finally, I'm just getting, I'm just thinking about the gays that come in the floral suits that you probably didn't see. So um, basically no. we're building up, we're building up, and finally we go, we've gone a, min, a one hour and six minutes with no sex except for the vibrator. And finally the payoff <laughs> happens and it involves a yacht, a drone, <laughs> I mean, it is. You said to me, make sure you watch the boat sex, and that's what it's all about. I must admit, I was doing a little bit of a flipping on the timeline. And do you have a time code M for the boat? Just yeah, to help one, out. One oh seven. One hour. 
um, and seven minutes, we get drone yacht sex. And the drone yacht sex, my God. <laughs> well, I think what's what's incredible about it is part of it is drone. So we go the very high angle floating over them having sex on the boat. But then we also get the camera up there and in, in the whole action in a way that I would love to see behind the scenes because that cameraman, <laughs> honestly, practically would have been penetrated himself or herself. <laughs> It's, you really get a hell of a lot of angles. And it is, it's just, it's, it's a very, very active limber sex scene, shall we say? Yeah. There's a lot of flipping. Yeah. And then like so much sex, so much angles and, 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 and moving and, and flexible bending and then different positions. And then they're, they're literally like, I was thinking things like, what about the captain? What about the person driving the yacht? <laughs> And also, doesn't isn't it implied? Doesn't he say something like, "We only slept twenty?" Oh, yeah, the implication hour. is yeah. they've gone a full twenty three hours. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> nonstop so sex. He dives into the ocean to clear off all the bodily fluids, and he comes out and he gives her a kiss because she's asleep, very mm. like on the deck. And the first thing I thought of as a mother who's breastfed three children is the way she lies back nude. Her boobs just stay where they are; they don't scurry under her armpits. Like I was just <laughs> so jealous how how her boobs just stayed there. And then he says to her, I have a surprise for you. And she's like, oh, and like more. And then um, and then he says, yes, we're going to a ball. And, and she's like, but I have nothing to wear. She's totally forgotten she's been kidnapped by now, guys. And then two gays appear in loud floral suits and we've got another montage. <laughs> it does feel like you were creatively involved in this film in some way. I just and I just also it's important to point out Massimo does wander around with large black envelopes containing information to blackmail people with. I don't know. I want to know where he's he's mafia. He's a mafia dude, isn't he? But he's a mafia dude with a heart of gold who kidnaps women (laughs) and a penis of steel (laughs) and a penis of steel that can go twenty three hours straight. (laughs) Twenty (laughs) three. For me, I just feel like it's okay. So we've already said terrible concept. Please don't go around kidnapping women women if you want them to fall in love with you. Not the way to do it. Okay, all of that. Storyline appalling. And sometimes they slip in and out. It's this Euro trash. Sometimes they're speaking Polish. Sometimes they're speaking Italian. Sometimes it's like broken English. And the broken English scenes are horrendous. <laughs> <laughs> like things like, why you do for me to love? Like things like that. And you're like, sure. What's the baby girl line? What's the signature? Are you lost, baby girl? Are you lost, baby girl? Are you lost, baby girl? Like, he says that at weird times, totally, like, weird. It's unnecessary, but sure. Are you lost, baby girl? (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's hear it one more time. Are you lost, baby girl? Oh, yes. (laughs) Yes, I am, Massimo, in your eyes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but it's just, it's like, it makes Fifty Shades of Grey look like Home and Away. I'm not joking. But I I feel like I just need to state for everyone that watches it with this lens, you do not see his penis. No matter no. how active he gets, no matter how much the camera's flipping around, that editing is so precision. It gets so close. And I pause. never quite. You get slight top of peen. Slight top of pain, a hint of pain. Some there was one shot that could have been side pain, could have been literally a salami. I'm not quite sure, but but you don't you don't get it. You don't get it. You don't get it. And that editing, honestly, so precision. That editor, I'm going to presume, was responsible for getting the Thai cave boys out because that oh was pinpoint God. editing. <laughs> oh my God. What a line! Oh my God. <laughs> 
And also, like, there's a lot of oral sex that happens for oh. him. Like the the head job shots, for lack of a better term. It felt a bit gratuitous. It felt a bit they were the bits I wasn't so keen on. And if you're making this movie for women, <laughs> we felt a bit gratuitous. That's where she draws the line. <laughs> for me, for me, it got really unrealistic. Now I just feel like if you're ma- presumably this is pitched at women, and I want to watch people going down on women. I don't want to watch because as a woman, I just feel this is going really, sorry, (laughs) we should have given a warning, but I think that women prefer the idea of someone watching someone go down on another woman because we can then kind of apply it to ourselves and remember how it felt for us. And I think it's a much more pleasurable situation than watching, I don't know, I just think they got that bit wrong. The amount of women that kind of, the amount of like, you know, gratuitous yeah. HJ shots on him. The th- felt his theory seems to be: if I if make you watch me get a blowjob from someone else, you're just gonna fall in love with me. Yeah, <laughs> I think there's some holes in that theory. I think there's some larger theories at play that also have some holes. In yeah, them. I, I feel like Massimo Massimo just needs some self confidence. I think this all just leads back to the fact that perhaps he watched his father be brutally murdered. You know, the man who was perhaps leading him down a better path. And now he thinks that kidnapping women and making them watch him be pleasured is the way to win their hearts. <laughs> and for me, I would have taken a nice pasta meal on an Italian beach and, you know, a nice bottle of red and I probably would have gone back to your mansion in Sicily. Much to be more. honest, Emma, I don't even think it would have taken that much. <laughs> I don't think you needed the beach and I don't think the red had to be that nice. <laughs> Just look at him. He's a, he's a, very, he's a strapping fellow. He's, a, he's he's an Italian Adonis. Is he Italian or Polish? Italian. The film itself she's, is Polish. She's Polish. He's right. Italian. Okay. And I just I just love how she got kidnapped on her 29th birthday. <laughs> and if she doesn't feel anything by her 30th birthday, he lets her go. I just love that mm. little. But I guess it's really hot. Like it's sexy. And if you've been like locked up in in, <laughs> in isolation as a single, it would be quite potent and dangerous to watch before you head back out to the world. Well, apparently what's happened is that it, it, it sort of, it, it's been released on Netflix with not many expectations at all. And then in America, it's risen up to the top five of things oh. that people are watching on Netflix without any kind of advertising pain, oh. campaign completely unexpectedly because people have been so cooped up 100%. and they just want this Italian yacht sex. Oh, the Italian. Italian yacht sex should be a must. There should be a tour. I mean, if Italy starts up again, there should be a 365 days boat tour where you can go <laughs> relive the moment. <laughs> Watch how they shot the drones. There is a 10, I've just spotted on YouTube, a 10 minute behind the scenes documentary on the making of that. So I'll be watching that next. But for me, he's replaced Paul from, well, Connor from um, Normal People. Yeah. Oh, oh, really? I mean, I've got I'm to moving say, on. I, feel I'm like, moving on. I feel like you've made a shallow choice there. <laughs> nah, nah, because I always felt like, because when my daughter and I last after the same person, it's always a bit gross on my end. Like, you know, like he's, I know he's in his 20s, but this guy is still in his 20s just, but looks like he's had a hard life, but he's still like hot. He's still all meaty and hairy and he's got tats on his hand and like really those puppy dog injured eyes and those big Italian lips, but still like 
you know, would eat meat with his hands and no utensils <laughs> and the juice would drip down his chin, you know, that kind of thing. But it's flat out hot. Like if you're just looking for something to watch that's hot and you can get over you can get over this <laughs> You can completely put your morals aside and your taste. Yeah. And- <laughs> But you did you did say we were talking about we were the last generation to really have to search hard for this kind of titillation. Oh, I know. And oh, I'm so ex- cuz Netflix has a bit of a thing where their Netflix is bringing back the genres of the 90s. Mm. And uh cuz they don't really make teen movies or romantic comedies anymore, but Netflix does. Netflix does both, but there was one other genre of the 90s, a critical genre, the erotic thriller. And <laughs> For those of us, like we are a special generation that was just before the internet. We went through puberty just before the internet hit. Yeah, yeah. And for, for us, we learned about sex from wild thrillers, things. wild basic things, instinct. basic instinct, um, cruel intentions, single white female, single white um, female. Oh my god! It really got worse and worse as they went on. It sort of started. I think the genre sort of exploded with basic instinct. Oof. Yeah. And and I'm do you know he was 46 when he made that movie. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's the age of my husband. Suddenly doesn't seem so old. <laughs> but I do, I do remember that when he did famously there was a Michael Douglas's Moonlit Bum Walk in, in Basic Instinct. <laughs> and it, he did get a bit of criticism for it being a little on the saggy side. But at 46, of course it was. Of course no. it was. No, but no. I actually, I I mean, that was my first glimpse of you know, sexual positions and the like. And, oh, and if, if you look at what they do to get like Sharon Stone, oh, the kind of back arch angles she's executing in that movie, it really left you with some pretty strange impressions oh. of what sex was going to be like. I really did. And I just, <laughs> we had to work so hard. I remember watching SBS world movies. It was just to try and get a bit of just a, a just a hint of nip, just a touch of tip oh, totally. somewhere, just anything. I'm just looking here. Like he did Disclosure as well, Michael Douglas. Oh, that was even later. That was He was like 48 was by that stage. 94. There's, uh, I'm just looking at Eyes Wide Shut, of course, the extravaganza. The worst, there's a few worsts. But as I say, Basic Instinct sort of was a, a reasonable start. But. But then it really went downhill. Colour of Night was an I absolutely terrible. Oh, no. <laughs> Famous for having Bruce Willis's penis in it. Yes. Body of evidence. I mean, obviously we'd never say a word against Madge, except I think even she would have to acknowledge that's terrible. And the premise of that movie was that she killed someone with her body. She sexed a man to death to get his money. <laughs> <laughs> but the pinnacle of it all was, of course, Showgirls, and I think that was oh. that was when the genre just obliterated. After that, couldn't couldn't handle anymore. I'm just so happy that it's making a comeback. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, Wild Orchid two because there was a Wild Orchid <laughs> one. Yes, I just single like- white female had the very memorable scene where you know they were sort of identical. It was Bridget Fonda and Jennifer Jason Lee, and yes. one was like a stalker looked identical, and then the pinnacle of it where was when she had sex with the boyfriend and he didn't even realize until he was just about to hit orgasm and he looked down and he was like what what you're not you know and then he has this like the weirdest orgasm ever on scene where he's like you're a stranger but then he can't stop himself and that poor imagine reading the script going he looks down horrified but he's past the point of no return but don't forget she also made sliver 
Don't forget the Sharon Stone Sharon. Slither yeah. as well. <gasps> wow. She was the yeah. queen of the genre. She, yeah. she, you know, she was, and she did a, she, no one remembers this, but there was a sequel to Basic Instinct in like 2000. It? Yes, oh 2006. <laughs> it was, by all accounts, absolutely terrible. <laughs> It has to be, just in terms of average quality level, the worst genre of movies and yet also in some strange way the most enjoyable and for us very educational, helped by the fact that back in the day they used to, in the TV guy, remember when they used to list the coding? Yes. And they used to, and so you could see NA, all things like that. So so you you actually had a guide to whether you had nudity. You wanted to be R-rated, first of all, and then you wanted the nudity, the adult themes, what mm. else, sex. Like it was, oh, yeah, the coding was fantastic. I'd have a little highlighter with the TV guide. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, just appreciate it. If you are, you know, if you were born in, let's say, 1983 and onwards, you got the internet at the most important time. But, I mean, I finished being a teenager in oh, 2000. So, yeah, and then it wasn't so good because I was having my own sex then. But, but. <laughs> was it? Had you been well prepared, had watching Sharon Stone all those years given you an insight into the kind of moves that you were going to pull? No. I mean, I got a lot of my kind of – the Secret Diary of Adrian Mole gave me a lot of insight. That's where I got that. Oh, and Judy Bloom books. Yeah, Are You There God, It's Me, Margaret, taught me about periods and – and masturbating and stuff. And I remember I remember Lockie Leonard, Humid Torpedo. I think there was something in there about pubes as well. I can't remember. I just remember reading in a book there was pubes and I was remember just thinking, oh, my God, this book is – because up until then I've been reading Babysitter's Club and Sweet Valley High and yeah. Fantastic Five. And so when I got a book that said something about pubes, but Judy Bloom for me was that Are You There, Goddess Me, Margaret, was something like that. That was life-changing, that book. That was just like – Oh, yeah, they were riveting, those books. Yeah. I remember them being in the school library as well, for some yes. reason, very doggy-eared copies of them. <laughs> oh well, it was a different world, wasn't it? Now they just jump on Google oh, and God they knows what work. they're getting. Oh, I'm, they don't have to work for it at all. There's no foreplay now when you're looking for porn. Now it's just there. You just pop in anything you want. You could be, you could be, you don't even want it and the porn will just pop up in front of your face. You could be, you could be innocently Googling like slow cooker and all of a sudden totally. there'll be a giant penis in front of you. It's just, it's no at least with 365 DNI, you have to wade through a solid hour. One hour and six minutes before you got any sort of sex. So they do make you it. Well, that was 22 minutes of us giggling our way. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm honestly. Just, just apply the time code again. What is it? One hour. One and... hour and seven. We really get okay. into it. They're on the yacht. Um, oh, she nearly dies. Like she, she falls into the water, um, unfortunately, <laughs> and he saves her life. So, like, she finally agrees. Like she's waking up. She's nearly drowned, but she recovers enough to have steamy drone yacht sex. So thank God. Mm. She, didn't take on too much the other thing I kept obsessing over is she's got eyelash extensions and shellac on her nails. And I'm just worried if she's being held oh, honestly, she's being held Eyelash extensions need replacing after like two weeks. She's doing a lot of swimming and a lot of showering. So I hope that Massimo brings in an eyelash technician. All that stuff can get really ratty. And you can look like you've got a dead spider on your eyelid. Okay. <laughs> 
Oh, I hope you pin a strongly worded letter to the scriptwriters responsible this for that. This baby was unrealistic because she had <laughs> shellac that needs refilling after four weeks and eyelash extensions that wouldn't look that lush after that much swimming and showering. When, <laughs> when M writes her own sexual hostage situation movie, she will be very clear about when the eyelashes turn to shit. It will be described in detail. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for uh, being a part of this. This is oh, actually – I forgot to ask someone to do a comedy bit, so the whole podcast is just going to be this. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're the most alive. I oh, my God, I'm so excited. I love it when this stuff comes around. It's just why I was put on this earth to watch <laughs> – process deeply think about and then talk to you we would have had this conversation with the microphone or not by the way guys we were that's why we were laughing so much we, we were not stop it. <laughs> <laughs> all right you go off and have your nine thousand zoom meetings <laughs> and uh i'll see you. we're having dinner on friday night i have to pick a venue yay dinner she's making plans you're not even out of your two-week quarantine from the cafe yet oh, god well I, bet, I better think about what i'm wearing in case um, an Italian mafia billionaire tries to, are you lost, baby girl? No, it's all right. He'll kidnap you and then you'll be there for 365 days. You have time. You have time. Just make sure your eyelashes are ready to endure some some battering. Are you lost, baby girl? Okay. All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye. This is Emsolation. All right. Well done. Well done on getting through that. Have you? I know you're rushing off to watch it. You are, aren't you? And if you want to just fast forward to an hour, seven minutes, that's where the payoff is, okay? That is the yacht drone sexy. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Business as usual, we'll be, we'll be back next week on Tuesday. Scotty Barrow will be there. I'll have someone lined up for next Thursday. Um, I'm also going to be lining up some great in conversations, Tina Arena being one of them. I know how exciting I hope you got something out of today. I don't know if you did. Uh, Apologies for all the wheezing. I just get so wheezy. And um, have a great weekend. Enjoy whatever you're up to. And I'll hear you guys on Tuesday. Bye. Are you lost, baby girl?